crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody back to the Crochet Bays. I'm Jess. I'm Megs. And we are the Crochet, the crochet Bays. Bays. And this is episode 29. We're getting real 29. close to 30. Yeah. Where have I been? 29.2, because we tried to record this episode last night, and it was an <laughs> epic fail. <laughs> oh, you were so tired, and then I was just like mentally checked out. <laughs> and that nothing was working and I was like all right well let's do it tomorrow then yeah and you know what it it's fine <laughs> it's fine we're fine it's all, it's all fine. gonna work out it's all gonna be great oh but look man. at us look I at feel us like we're doing this in a more even though there's a lot more like behind the scenes work this is a more like stable way of doing this Sure. Yeah. The way that we're recording. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like. It makes more work for me, which is, you know, (laughs) my favorite, but you're right. It is, it is not relying on an internet signal to have good quality sound. And that's always Mm -hmm. better. So we're going to have to, uh, so it's fine. Anyways. (laughs) Anyway, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell I haven't had coffee this morning and I was up till like two, three o'clock in the morning last night? Oh, installing a ceiling fan. Yeah, we were up till like (laughs) two, three o'clock in the morning because we got this wild idea that we were going to put a ceiling fan in our bedroom. Yeah, why not? Which isn't, it isn't just like screwing in and go. You know, you got to like wire it and all the fancy things. Yeah, there's a um, process. And we also decided to mount a TV. So there was that too. And then we had fancy. to move our bed because where the TV was didn't work with where our bed was. Um, and then we got like little drawers, like those plastic like drawers you get for college. We got those to put our pants <laughs> and stuff in in our closet. Yeah. Because we were sick and tired of putting them on the top shelf and me not being able to reach my clothes. <laughs> so um, a little organization. We just did like a whole bedroom project and I actually love it. Like I love the placement of our bed and stuff. It just looks nicer in the room. Yeah. Um, but I'm tired and I want coffee really bad. <laughs> she just breaks down into a full sob. Um, why aren't you having coffee, Megs? Tell us what's going on. Oh my gosh. My Keurig is being a butthead. <laughs> it's on the fritz. It's on the fritz. It's I don't know its what is going on with it, but I'm right really now. irritated. I just wanted some cold brew. It was not working out. Now I'm waiting for a charged lemonade to get here. A a lemonade, a a coffee, a lemon coffee, if you will. A lemon coffee. (laughs) It does have coffee extract in it. Yeah. Like that's where the caffeine comes from, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. That guarana. Not to be confused with guana, which is bat poop, the more you know. Guana is not that's guano. Guana is a oh. country. <laughs> you just call you just call the country bat poop. Well, technically it's Ghana, not guana, but 
<laughs> it only took a couple of minutes this time, you guys. <laughs> oh, we might need a minute here, you guys. We might need a minute. I don't know that I've seen her more undone in quite a while. <laughs> this was this was a this is cathartic. It's a release that that she needed. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Oh man, why was that so funny? <laughs> oh, I, I thought I thinking. was funny, and then you were just like you just did it all wrong, and that was funnier. <laughs> Oh, man. Jesus said, you are so cranky this morning. You need some serotonin. Here, just screw something up. (laughs) Here, just offend a whole people group. Oh, my goodness. That was funny. Um, Oh, my goodness. My apologies to the country of Ghana. 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 Yes. Isn't it Uganda? Is there another country? Oh, no. We're going to have to do some... We're going to have to do some Man, geography lessons. My last geography lesson was in the eighth grade. And let yeah. me tell you, I didn't do well. What did you say? Guatemala? No, I said Uganda. Oh, Uganda. Yeah, that's also a country. Okay. Two separate countries. I got you. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, we're so good at staying on crochet related topics. This is my favorite. Really, truly we are. Um, we went from coffee to bat poop. Exactly. to countries yep and here we are bringing it back to coffee so you are not currently drinking any coffee but you mm. will be drinking a lemon coffee pretty soon that's a what i'm calling coffee. it now by the way i love that's, that you call it a lemon coffee i've that's started what it's called from now on i've started a trend and i'm not even gonna act like it doesn't exist because people will go and get a charged lemonade i'm so and- mad about this i love it because it's my favorite thing it's okay it, i'm they've peaking. become my whole personality <laughs> I keep turning the game down and it keeps, I keep peaking anytime I talk louder than normal. Yeah. Uh, let me pull this down a little bit more. Okay. Actually. No, never mind. That's not I'm like, like that. I okay. can see a little bit yellow, but I don't ever go red. So. Yeah. Okay. So I'm mad about this because I'm the one who turned you on to charge lemonades. It's and true. it's not like it's I don't true. talk about them. Or drink them in my lives. But once Meg starts drinking chard, ooh, now everybody <laughs> loves it. And isn't this such a fun thing that we're all doing? And Meg's is the one who started it. No. No. I started it. And I'm still peeking. And I'm backing way up because I need you to know that I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> Credit me with the trends that I have set. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, it's still my favorite thing because anytime someone buys one, they will tag me with Meg's made me do it. So you're just then, not. Then you need to influencer. be. Then you need to be tagging every time you drink one with just made me do it because I did. You I did. Just want, I want you all to know that I was there the first time she had a, a lemon coffee and it was because of me. I was like, you're going to drink this and you're going to like it. And then she took a sip and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the look of addiction right there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for enabling me. Although I will say, like, 
the I haven't done the apple cranberry one yet because I'm just really hooked on the mango one. But the strawberry one so far, like, Ooh, is my yeah. least favorite. Oh, really? I yeah. Love the strawberry one. I think for me, it just seems way more intense sweetness wise than the mango one does. Mm. Um, and I like the tangy flavor of like citrus fruits. Mm-hmm. So the strawberry one is just not it for me. A lot of people like it. I like the strawberry because of the mint because it's strawberry mint. The mint is really good. I do like that part of it. Yeah. And the apple cranberry is my second favorite because I really like the um, cranberry flavor with the lemonade. I feel like I need to try it. You do. Because that could be my fall drink. Absolutely. Yeah. It all makes sense. <laughs> Mango's very summery and cranberry obviously fits with, with the, the fall. Right. So. Because that's important. It matters what fruits are in my drink. You're the one who brought it up, woman. (laughs) (laughs) My throat. I I probably sound like a frog right now because I can like feel something in my throat. It's annoying. Oh, no. Forgive me. Anyways, I will be drinking a charged lemonade um, because Dylan will be dropping it off between 11.03 and 11.09. Did you get the mango kind already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely got me a mango one. Okay, next time you get a lemonade, you should try the apple cranberry so you can tell me what you think. What if it sucks? It won't. It doesn't. I just need to get Sip Club. Well, I mean, just go in there the next time you're in the store and just pour a little bit of it and taste it. You don't have to commit to a whole one. That's true. I really need to like, I'm determined to make Panera sponsor me. So, I mean, (laughs) even even more determined than AHA sparkling water panera sponsors you before they sponsor me i will be rioting (laughs) davy is like a big fan of their breakfast sandwiches too so like Mm -hmm. they have good breakfast sandwiches wait so you're saying you don't have the sip club yet no i haven't gotten one girl what are you doing i know because well okay so here's the problem and it pays for itself i have almost everything delivered because i'm lazy so you can't use sip club with DoorDash. Yeah. However, you can have Panera just deliver, and their delivery fee is pretty cheap, but you have to get so much stuff. Like, you can't, like, I can't just have them deliver me a lemonade. Yeah. But did you know that if you join the Sip Club, you also get lots of uh, rewards and stuff in terms of free delivery and stuff? So, it might dope. Be it. Yeah, probably. I just need to get it. I just, you do. That's, that's what it comes down to. I just need to get it. You just need to get it. I'm pressuring you love, once again. I love charged lemonades. They're so good. So I'm not drinking a charged lemonade, but I am drinking coffee. Um, just just some good old dark roast coffee in my... Is it from Panera? It is not. That's why no. I'm getting sponsored before you. <laughs> wow. You know, you think you know someone... You think you're friends. <laughs> and then they go and steal your sponsorship. <laughs> you're as if you're sponsored or like talking. Influencer problems. Um, <sighs> no, but you know what's funny is last night when we tried to record, I didn't have any coffee left by the time we were recording. But I did have mm-hmm. a mug and I showed you it said uh, you had me at pumpkin spice. Today I am drinking coffee out of another mug, and this one says, 
pumpkin spice and everything nice. <laughs> so even though it's a different pumpkin spice mug, it's still a pumpkin spice mug. And I just want, I really wanted you to know that, Megs. The amount of judgment radiating off of me right now. <laughs> the audacity. Her in pumpkin spice mugs. They make I feel like this happy. should be a new segment in the crochet base. What mm-hmm. mug is Jessica drinking out of? Yeah. It's kind of wrapped into the what you're drinking because I pretty much always do have a different mug. She really does. I have yeah. like the same three or four mugs that I go for every time. I have so many mugs that I have to switch them out seasonally. And that's why I've been drinking out of my pumpkin spice mugs the past two days because I just got out all my fall mugs. <laughs> and I can tell that Megs is, is just upset with me I'm for that fact. Pu- I'm very pupset. You're pupset. Very Another pup-set. trend that I started. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's new with you, Megs? There's a um, lot. Oh, well, I have a pattern coming out on September 1st. Yeah, you we do. Got... Tell us about it. Okay. So um, if you are a follower of me on TikTok or even maybe Instagram, more TikTok than Instagram, Lolo is a big face in my brand, right? <laughs> she has her own merch. People love it. Um, she's obsessed with ducks, like loves ducks. And there's like a duck gift on TikTok and she will like beg people for them. It's the funniest thing. Like I don't even have to tell her to do it. She just comes out. I want to see ducks. Mama, yeah. show me ducks. And um, we needed to work, run with that, right? So I made a duck pattern. It's gotten really good response. I'm really excited for Friday. I think it's going to be good. We've made a lot of ducks. I have lots of ducks sitting next to me. I just have like standard yellow duck, a standard white duck. I have a mallard. I turned it into a loon, which is not a duck. It's a water bird. But a lot of people think it is a duck. Sure. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you know what I mean? It definitely does not walk. They cannot walk. Um, And they don't quack. They sound crazy. So that's why they're called loons. Exactly. Um, okay. Really so wait, excited I have, about it. I have a question. Yeah. You said okay. you have a bunch of ducks in there. Do I what? You said you have a bunch of ducks in there. Yeah. No, are they... they're not in a row. They're absolutely <laughs> not in a row right now. My ducks are in shambles. You couldn't even let me finish my question. No, I wasn't going to because I knew it was coming. I've asked, <laughs> I've been asked that so many times. Lots of ducks. Very excited about the ducks. They will be releasing the Lolo duck. It's called Lolo the duck. Yes. I was going to say this is kind of like the next <clears throat> installment in the naming patterns after my children series. Correct. <laughs> so Lolo the duck releases on September 1st and I will be on TikTok live for that. I yes. don't know what time. But this episode Not- airs before then. So you'll be reminded right now if you want a new cute ducky pattern come follow me on tiktok there you go just don't do um, it right at 11 a.m eastern time i'm gonna do it at 10 59 <laughs> that would eastern suck I'd be that so would be sad. so mean could you imagine doing something like that that'd be rude no i'm thinking more like afternoon so yeah. i actually might even do it in the evening because autumn's adorables <laughs> free advertisement autumn remember this Um, has a eye drop that same day, a felt eye drop. And that is at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we have all the good things happening on September 1st. 
Memorial weekend. I also have a sale on my Etsy shop. Everything's going to be 20% off. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. That is Labor Day week. That's Labor Day weekend. Yes. Memorial Day and Labor Day are two different things. You're right. I said Memorial Day. Labor Day weekend. um, I have 20% off my Etsy shop. So all my patterns will be on sale. Minus Lola of the Duck will not be on sale. That is the exception because it's brand new. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's like crochet wise. Um, My husband bought me a diamond ring and that was pretty cool. Heck yeah. I'm really like geeking out about that. (laughs) It's a sparkly one. It's a sparkly one, guys. It's it's big. We bought this piddly little ring. This this will tell you how broke we were when we got married. Um, we had to finance a ninety eight dollar ring. Okay, in twenty fourteen, and um, all the stones were like a simulated sapphire, a simulated um, whatever the center stone, aquamarine gemstone, like. All, very cheap. The 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 only thing that was like legitimate, like good jewelry, was that it was like solid gold because I'm allergic to everything. So we had to get solid gold, but we had to finance this little ninety eight dollar ring because we couldn't afford it. But we really wanted one, so that's what we did. So that has been my ring forever. I still love it. I will keep it forever. But I've always wanted a diamond. And he, we went out on a date, and he was like, "Let's go get you a diamond." And we went and picked one out. So. Yay. It was pretty cool. I'm really excited about it. I feel times. pretty fancy. You are pretty fancy. I am. With I your am diamond ring fancy. and your lemon coffee. <laughs> and my your, diamond ring and my lemon coffee. And your loon. <laughs> and my loons. <laughs> Gosh. I'm so posh. It's all the things. The, if you, If there was a checklist of items you need to be fancy... Those are all the things on the list, and you have all of them. Watch out, Gucci. Here I come. <laughs> Gucci is shaking and crying right now. <laughs> Throwing up. <laughs> oh, man. What, what, what's new with you, man? <laughs> what up, homie? Well, according to the checklist, I am decidedly not fancy. Um, I don't have any of those things. <laughs> But I'm fancy in my own way, and that's what matters. Okay, but let's let's just view this in this perspective. I am definitely like the bold and in-your-face fancy, and you're like that dainty, subtle fancy. Yes. I think mm-hmm. I like dainty jewelry and things because I, as a person, am not dainty. <laughs> I'm like... You and your, like, six feet of tallness. I, no. I come from sturdy stock. <laughs> sturdy stock. Oh man, like I would have done is... great. I would have done great in the pioneer days. You know what I mean? Like I would survive the heck in you, winter. You you would have been I Oh no. <laughs> I didn't I was going to say you would have been the prize cow, but that's not that says I'm the prize cow 
Absolutely. Oh I'm going to crochet you a cow. It's happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're both crying. I'm, <laughs> I'm like crying, crying. <laughs> Woo! Well, that was funny. Um, oh, my God. Like, and what I meant by that is not. <laughs> Don't try to save it. Don't try to save it. Just let it be what it is, okay? Just let it be. I just. What? <laughs> I just meant that you would have been the most desired woman, okay? <laughs> That's what I meant. Lord have mercy. Okay. Wow. I'm going to have a really hard time recovering from that. Um, I'm still not recovering. I never will be. What's new with me? I need therapy now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to add that to my bonfire. It's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. We were talking about jewelry. What even? Okay, what's new with me? Ah, goodness. You have a drop on September 1st. I do. I have a drop on September 1st. So we were talking about how lots of fun things are happening on September 1st. Yeah. And one of those things is that I am, my whole website is getting overhauled for the fall. So we're calling it the fall overhaul. Um, And I'm going to have so many fun things for all of your fall crochet knit fiber art makes um i've got some really cute kind of like retro autumn designs um they're not like your traditional like rustic farmhouse kind of fall stuff which is i feel like what you see a lot of i just wanted to do something that was a little bit different um so i have a whole set of kind of like retro looking designs and they're going to be available as folded tags with the rivets that snap on they're going to be available as square patches that you can stitch onto your stuff in um, cream and like a caramel brown color. Um, I'm going to have pumpkin stem tags, which are super cute. On- oh, they're so cute. I yeah. have been like for you page watching you. Don't ask me why, because it's not like I need to do that. I just have gotten in the habit of doing it. And I yeah. saw you with those pumpkin stem tags. I actually... I'm probably going to order some of those Um, because even though my market is like a holiday market, I feel like they'll look really cute. Yes. Yeah. A couple pumpkins will be good. Yeah. (laughs) And I they're super cute for whether you like to crochet your pumpkins or if you like to do um, knitting machine pumpkins, they just stitch on really easily. Um, The mandala um, patch and pattern collaboration that I did a couple of months ago with Lara from Be Unique Boutique. Yeah. Um, there were several people that were wanting like a fall version of them. So we're going to have some fall mandala patches. I just finished up a fall kind of themed one yesterday and it turned out super cute. Um, I feel like every time I see you crocheting one of those, someone buys one from you. Yeah. People really like them. Um, mm-hmm. It's cool. Uh, and then I have some fall stitch markers <gasps> the wood engraved stitcher stitch markers Ooh, we're diving into this cute. more not just crochet yeah. based stitch markers that's exciting yeah I so i have that. it's a set of four there's a pumpkin <clears throat> a fall leaf an acorn and like a little pumpkin spice latte um and they're super cute and they have claw um like the the hooks are a little bit larger lobster like the crochet based ones yep mm-hmm. so that they're um they're good for if you have like more plush yarns and then last thing is um, uh, leather basket handles. 
and they're like fall decorated ones. So the Ooh. boho ones that I did several months ago, um, we basically have a fall version of those now too. So all that stuff is going to be on my website September 1st. And I'm really excited. I want to talk myself into crocheting a like jute basket. Ooh, yeah. Like really I know pretty. it's going to be a pain in the butt, but I really want to do it. Has your oh, yeah, charge lemonade. About to now, get charged up. stuff let me tell you here's my disclaimer if you have heart problems or diabetes um please do not drink charged lemonades or if you're like a child like ask your parents some people don't realize that charged lemonades that the charged means a lots of caffeine there is your total daily serving worth of caffeine in one of these bad boys like it's like one milligram be so for real and so careful it's like one milligram less than the max that the FDA recommends for a person. Correct. <laughs> in you a need large. to be it's, you need to be wild. so careful. Um, they're wonderful. They they definitely hype a girl up. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not going to admit this, but I may have brought one to the gym one time. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm gonna drink an energy drink and work out at the same time. I was fine. It was fine. I had it you in my simple like, modern cup. Let's let's see if this uh, this old ticker of mine it can take it. <laughs> I was fine. I was I was fine. It was fine. Um, I feel like I'm flying off the handle today. So lots of really cool things happening September first. Um, yeah. I hope it's payday for all y'all. Make yeah, sure seriously, because there's all the things to get. There's some. You know, accessory, decor, wearable type of people stuff. There's Ami type of people stuff. The whole crochet community be dropping things like crazy on Friday. And Mm -hmm. very excited for it all. Very excited. It's it's cool. It's like all the stuff you need to be ready for like the next season of crochet. You can can get it all at once. (laughs) Yeah. And and technically a duck is not fall themed. But in my brain, it went, it rains a lot in the fall. Ducks like water. Yeah, I see how you got there. <laughs> it's 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 fall esque, you know. But I mean, that's why I didn't say ready for fall. I said ready for this next season of crochet because it's like sometimes you mm-hmm. know it's like the crochet community kind of gets not stuck on, but like focused on one type of pattern, and it's like this is a a new thing that people <clears throat> can get excited about and make lots of. Yes. But if you are looking for some good fall-themed patterns for this year, um, Katie Dids is dropping today, actually. So it'll be totally available by the time you hear this episode. Um, a fox, a low-so fox. And it's so cute. I pattern tested it. Super cute. Really, really easy. Foxes are super trendy this year for fall. So I feel like they're going to do really well at craft shows. Um, and they're, like, generic, too. So they work with really anything and I keep envisioning this like I'm just I you need to see the fox so you can see it like her low so stuff is so floppy and cute and I'm like what if you comboed this with a blanket like a little lovey blanket for mm. a kid and then you gave them like a matching blanket with her little low so floppy animals I just keep envisioning this and I'm like I need to just do it that would be really cute it'd be so cute for sure yeah. So, um, other than my like engraving website fun stuff, I am working on 
Actually, I should be able to finish it up possibly today. A bathing suit cover up that I'm crocheting. Yeah, I saw you working on that yesterday. Yeah, for my cruise, but also just in general to have it. Um, mm-hmm. I made it with the Hirschner's Cottage Cotton yarn, which is lovely. I love the color palette that they put together for that collection. Um, <clears throat> and I used like seven different colors, greens and pinks and It's creams. so pretty. Yeah, I really like how it turned out. So um, I'm just basically adding some fringe to the bottom, and then it's done. So it, yeah, you're like little... really close. It turned out cute. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What else? There's so many other things I'm thinking of that are happening. Oh, I'm going yeah. to Michigan at the end of September. <gasps> yes. So gonna come stay with Jess. Yeah. Um, so let's see. We're I'm, very I'm, excited for that. I'm we don't have here anything crazy planned, but. We will be recording an episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see how many episodes would be. It's still going to be three more episodes until. Yeah. The one where we'll it'll, be together. It'll be a hot minute. I imagine we'll go live at some point, but who knows? Yeah. Um, and I have a craft show in November. I signed up for a really big one. I'm very excited. I'm trying to get yeah. my brain in Christmas mode because it is a holiday themed market. And that's that's a challenge. Yeah, because you're not you're not a person who likes to get into holiday stuff early. Mm, I'm not I'm not a person who really gets into holiday stuff in general. Yeah, like me, if you're like, hey, I need you to think about Christmas right now. I'm like, sweet, I've already been thinking about it. <laughs> I've been like scouring Etsy, looking at Christmas patterns, um, yeah, to get an idea. So we're working on it. We're getting there. I got a couple things. Um, I'm gonna finish this cow today. And then I think I'm going to make a Santa Claus. Cute. He's really cute. So I have to manipulate the pattern a little bit because he's like a Santa in a beret with like brown overalls. But I want him to be like red suit Santa Claus. So. Right. Classic. Are you ready for the great Granathon? The Crochet Bays want to do a community project with all of you. Here's what we need from you. Make a granny square or two or five, but probably not like 30. The granny square should be six square inches, acrylic worsted weight in any shade of pink or cream. Choose whatever granny square pattern you'd like as long as it ends up being six inches in size. When you're ready, send them to Meg's PO box linked in the show notes. We will assemble all the squares into a community blanket, which we will auction off when it's finished. The proceeds from the blanket will be donated to a charity, exact charity to be determined. So don't miss out on this fun opportunity to be a part of a Crochet Bay's community project and participate in the Great Granathon today. So today we're talking about um, things we wish we would have known before we started our crochet businesses. Yes. So if you're thinking about starting a business, if you have already started one, um, you know, if maybe you just wanted to do it as a hobby, but uh, you might after this episode think about starting a business, who knows? This might apply to you. And and even if you don't have a business, I feel like there may be some things that you can look back and, and think on and go, oh, I wish I would have known that when I started to learn or, you know, this or that and every other thing. So that's kind of what we're talking about. We're both business owners. We both crochet full time. And there's a lot of things that we've learned 
um, lots of trial and error, things we probably shouldn't have done, things that we definitely should have done and things that, you know, we're whatever. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what we talk about today. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of a informal conversation on the topic and we'll just kind of see where it goes, which is not really different from most of our episodes. So yeah. So do you have one right off the bat that you want to start off yeah, with? Yeah. So I think my number one one for sure is understanding small business and tax laws mm. and what it requires of you. No matter what you sell within crochet, really, or just having a crafting business, like understanding what it requires of you to be a legal business. Now, some states don't require much of all. They're like, you're a crafting business, just pay us taxes at the end of the year. And like Iowa was very much so that way. It was very Mm -hmm. lax laws. I could have made it more formal. I didn't have to. Um, Minnesota, however, has been so different. Like I needed to file everything. I needed to file the EIN. I need a Minnesota sales tax ID. I have to pay. I had to choose between paying taxes quarterly or yearly. So many different things that I needed. Um, And I'm also learning that a lot of like craft shows here require you to have insurance. You either pay them for it or you you own it. So now I'm looking into insurance as well. But there is major benefits to legalizing your business. I know a lot of people are like, this is just my side hustle. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to pay sales tax. Well, here's the deal. If you want to grow as a small business... You want to do all these things. You have to legalize it. You have to go and pay the taxes. It's like, I think it's like $600 now. If you make $600 in a year, um, you have to file taxes for it. Right. And it's a low number and it sucks, but do it right. Do it legit so you don't get in trouble. People do get in trouble. It's not worth it. Tax yeah. fraud is not a fun charge to get. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't know. But it's not worth it, homie. You don't, you don't such... need to be in jail with, with the criminals. <laughs> I'm such a rule follower that, like, the idea of just not doing it sends me into, like, panic mode. Like, oh, my gosh. I could never. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could never. I could never. I'm, like, totally that person who files their taxes at the end of the year and panics the entire time while I'm waiting for them to like approve it, thinking that I'm going to get audited and they're going to throw me in jail, even though I didn't do anything wrong. And if there's right. a mistake on there, it's a it's an honest mistake. It's not right. like like me committing tax fraud. It's just it's just my head going, you're you're committing crimes against the federal <laughs> government. Like I'm not. Wait, but <laughs> have you heard that TikTok sound of the cat and the guy he's putting the cat in the cage and he's going, Caught you doing crimes. Now you're doing times. Call in the police. <laughs> no. What? That's basically your brain your brain during tax season. <laughs> that is hundred percent my brain during tax season. Um so that is probably my number one. Like understand what it takes for you to be a legal business and and do the dang thing. And then, you know, like the whole aspect of there's it goes so much more in depth. It's like what's better for you? Sole proprietorship, LLC, S Corp. You know, there's there's lots of options. You got to decide which one's best for you. Um, And you can always talk to a tax professional about that, too. They're really great. There are people who specialize in small business taxes and those people are so helpful. It's worth the money. Like, just go and do it. 
Yeah. Or even if you have connections with a friend that knows about that kind of stuff, talk because every state is different and some people may offer you anecdotal advice, but especially if they, you know, either don't have a small business or they're in a different state than you, like there's just so many like differences and variables from state to state. Um, And even from, you know, one type of business to another that it's worth it to just talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about to make sure that all your (laughs) ducks are in a row and get your ducks in a row, homie. The peace of mind that I have, like I did my taxes, I I filed on my own one year and I said never again because Mm -hmm. I was like, this is so much of a headache and I'm constantly, like you said, worried that I'm doing something wrong. And the peace of mind that I have of hiring my friend who like really knows what she's talking about and um, knowing that even if they did come back with an issue that I have her to say, hey, this is what we did and this is why. Um, oh, gosh, it just it helps me out. a Right. Lot. And then anytime. So I have not used a tax professional yet. I will be this year um, because taxes got much more complicated than they were in the past um but it's a write-off for the following year so like this year I can't write off the cost of my tax preparer or my CPA or whatever but next year I can write that from the previous year Mm -hmm. and then once it you know eventually you just write it off every year so like Jessica can write off the cost of using her friend to do her taxes right for her small business so it's not like there's no benefit to it outside of the protections it provides it's just it's worth it I really do believe unless you're somebody like I know I'm pretty sure like Hannah Garumi's husband is a CPA so like woo perks right there but um it's uh it's worth it it's 100% worth it I haven't even used a tax professional yet and I'm like it's it's worth the cost I'm doing it 100% like yeah and and stressing that whole every state is different thing. I like mm-hmm. I cannot stress enough. The tax stuff and the like how do you make your business legal is a question I get a lot in my lives. I can't answer that question for you because I don't live in the same state as you. Like right. this the information that we've given you in this podcast is the extent of what I can give you because I just don't know what your laws are there. Like I was discussing it with um Leah from Koozie Crafts when I was trying to legalize my business in Minnesota and she was like, It's so easy, you just do this, this and this. And it turned out to not be as easy, like totally different from hers. She just had to file one thing through the federal government and then she got everything she needed through the whole state. I had to file two separate things plus every market I have to I have to fill out this ST19 form, which proves that I can legally collect sale, Minnesota sales tax. She was so confused on why I had to do that. She's like, that doesn't make sense. Why do you have a tax ID number if you have to fill that out every time? I'm like... It's just how we do it over here. Like, it's so different everywhere yeah. you go. So you really need to make sure you understand your state and even sometimes counties because counties have different sales tax they collect. And it's it sounds really confusing. But once you get into a rhythm, it's not it's not too bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are two things I want to highlight. The first thing is something that I'm doing differently this year that I haven't done in the past is I finally broke down and got QuickBooks online. Ooh, um, you're going to have to tell me if you like it because I've been thinking about it. It's been a game changer already because I totally shot myself in the foot with this last tax season. I was, you know, collecting receipts and trying to keep track of mileage and things like that, but I didn't have it organized in one place. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, it's like life happens and you get busy and you don't necessarily keep as good of track as you would like to. And so when it came time for tax season and she was like, hey, we need to find, you know, every deduction possible. And I'm realizing, okay, I I had to go through a year's worth of transactions to try and figure out what, you know, what deductions I could pull and all this stuff. And it was such a headache. I mean, I spent like two full days trying to organize everything. And I said, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this to myself next year. I'm going to get QuickBooks online. I'm going to hook it up to my bank account. And that way I can just kind of go through transactions as they come in. Um, They have a feature where you can take a picture of a receipt and it will scan it and pull all the information um, automatically. Yeah, which is really nice. And they also have a mileage tracker within their QuickBooks app. So when I'm driving to go to a market or I'm driving to a store to pick up supplies or whatever, um, I just hit start trip and it tracks it for me and it's all in one place, which is really convenient. So it's convenient. Yeah. So my um, prep time for taxes this time around is going to be the world of a difference compared to last year mm-hmm. because it's already all in one place. And like knowing that it's all within one app makes it less of a headache for me to manage it throughout the year. So I kind of have it set in my to-do list that once a week I just sit down and I go over the new transactions um, I go over, you know, anything that's in there and then I know that I'm up to date with everything. So what is the, pre- like, what are you paying monthly for that? Um, or is it like a yearly subscription or how does that work? I'm trying to remember if it's yearly or monthly. I, because th- I, I did see a charge come out recently, but I don't remember if it was monthly. I'll have to, I'll have to check and let you know, cause I can't. It would take me a minute to get it pulled up. But what I do know is it was worth the cost. Yeah. For me. Oh, I believe it 100%. I know I want to say Square or Etsy has some type of like discount within it if you use QuickBook. I want to say it's Etsy. I believe it's Etsy. Like you can get like 20% off or something for okay. like first time users if you're signing up. Um, the other thing about it, once again, your QuickBooks subscription right off like you and I'm actually amazed how many times I don't realize something could be a write-off um but then on the other end how many people don't realize things are a write-off like I'm just gonna go through this your patterns you buy right off your yarn right off your polyfill right off if you buy a laptop a phone a iPad any technology that you are directly using for your business all write-offs if yeah. you remodel an office that is where you run your business right off every material cost you re- like my office we you know I moved and we're remodeling the office every single thing I purchased to put in this office is a write off including the paint the flooring the lighting everything right um you know obviously mileage right off um there's so many different I mean just off the wall things like like Katie had mentioned of course always talk to your tax professional because sometimes they'll say, no, that doesn't work like here or whatever. But like even I didn't even think about this. I play like my Spotify music in the background. She's like right off your premium. Mm. There's so many different things you can write off. Like if we go work in the coffee shop, any food or drinks you buy while you're working right off. If you buy food while you're picking up yarn from the craft store right off. Like it's just nuts how many things you can write off. And there's, and it, you know, like you said, it will depend on the person, whether they'll say, eh, that's, that's a little like, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there's some people who will be real 
lenient with what they consider a write-off and then people who, you know, so it's up to you to decide how conservative or liberal you want to be with what you consider to be. But at the least, any materials that you buy for your business. cost of goods, absolutely. Like whatever you buy that goes directly into making your products, whether it's materials for the product itself, like yarn, or the material, the supplies that you use to make the stuff, like your crochet hooks and everything, mm-hmm. um, that all for sure, absolutely, you should be um, including in your taxes. Yes, 100%. So um, the other thing I was going to mention, small business insurance. Um, you had mentioned earlier, like some states require it, all that. I would encourage you guys, even if your state doesn't require small business insurance, I would very much consider at least doing the research to determine if it's something that you want because it's helpful in a couple of ways. If you're doing markets um, and let's say somebody, um, you know, your display falls over from the wind and, and breaks their foot or something mm-hmm. like stuff, crazy stuff like that can happen and you can be held responsible if that person decides to sue that's where your small business insurance is going to be a lifesaver or your tent gets picked up and damages somebody else's, you know, glassware or whatever that they're selling. Like small business insurance is really great for those types of things. And there are also some markets, depending on what market you want to work with and what groups you want to work with that require you to have insurance in order to set up at their event. I've run into that a couple of times where you have to provide um, an, an insurance rider for them in order for them to accept you as a vendor. So it's worth having it um, if you want to do markets, I think, in both of those arenas because some people require it. And also there is always the potential that some freak accident could happen and somebody could sue you. And, I mean, gosh, you do not want to be on the hook for you know, nope. thousands and medical and all this stuff just because you didn't have insurance. And the insurance is, is not expensive. Like, you can get a very hefty policy to protect you for a very little monthly premium. Right. And so that's another thing where there's um, – I use Simply Business. Um, that's the company that I go through, and they specifically work with small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of options out there. You can even, like, reach out to whoever does your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance. A lot of them already have – like liability insurance like that for businesses. Um, That's what I used to do when I was a photographer because I used to work with newborns and there's always, you know, we're trained professionally. I had, you know, in safety and different things, but there was always a chance that you could accidentally drop a baby or hurt a baby um, despite training. And you don't want to be responsible for hurting someone's baby. Like even if it's accidental, like I, you know, that is a situation where you will lose everything without insurance. So like, Back then, which even I don't think it's changed very much. I think I paid like $15 a month for a million dollar policy. Yeah. So like if that gives you any idea. Now, I can't quote you because every every um, state is different. Everything is different. Everyone needs has different needs for their businesses. But to give you a perspective of how little the cost is for liability insurance for a business like that. Right. And it's different based on what your business is, too, because obviously like crochet, a crochet business in itself has less liability than me handling newborns does. Right. 
So there's yeah, so many different factors. Like, you know, I pay a little bit more because my my small business insurance covers not only crochet but my food business, and then you've got yes, allergies which has got, a lot more liability than your crochet. So that right. makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I pay a bit more per month than maybe you would as a crochet only business, but you know that's that's part of what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's fine. And I almost want to preface this by saying, like, even though we're already kind of hefty into talking about this, like, we are not giving you advice and telling you exactly how it is. We're giving you our experience. So Mm -hmm. this very well can be different from you. Once again, every state is so different. You need to really understand the laws and legalities of where you're at, which just ties back into that thing I wish I knew when I first started my business. (laughs) Yeah. So in general, the message is protect yourself as a business owner. Absolutely. Do your research. Talk to people who know what they're talking about in your specific situation. Um, don't just say, I'm going to do this because Meg suggested this. But, you know, do your mm-hmm. research. Talk to somebody who is well aware of all the rules and legalities and variables. And, um, you know, yeah, protect yourself because it's it's uh, there's nothing worse than saying, oh, I'm going to do this thing to hopefully make me some money. And then it ends up costing you because you didn't have the right things in place. Nobody I, wants to see that happen. So this one kind of still fits into the same conversation we're having right now. But the other one I like... I'm so surprised how many people don't realize this is do I have to report the income to the government if I'm just like only selling a little bit or only, you know, only doing it as a hobby and then just like selling what I make because I need to get rid of it. Like not trying to be a a legitimate business. Like, yes, the answer is yes. If you make any type of income, you are supposed to report it to the IRS, period. Like, with the exception of you do not have to file taxes if you make under $600 a year. Um, right. And a lot of people don't know that. Like I've had people reach out to me and go, hey, I want to sell, not even crochet, just like whatever. I want to sell this, but I but I don't want to have my own business. Do I have to, do I have to file taxes? Yes, you do. <laughs> even as a hobby business, you do. The unfortunate side of being a hobby versus a business is hobbies cannot use write-offs. Yeah. The government wants what the government wants. Yes. And it isn't a matter of if you get caught. It's a matter of when you get caught, unfortunately. <laughs> and it does happen. Um, What was the other one? I had another one. Uh, ooh. Ooh, let's get a little spicy. <laughs> I no, knew it's what not. it was. Uh, you I was knew what it waiting, was. And then I, as soon as you uh, realized, I was like, oh, yeah, she remembers. <laughs> it's not really that spicy, if I'm being honest. Um, one of the things I wish I would have known when I first started is honestly how critical the Internet is. And in two ways here. Number one, how critical it is to to help your business. Like you can be a local business and have success. But utilizing social media and the importance of really like focusing a lot on your marketing on social media like that that is truly critical um, and a really important piece and of course it doesn't work the same way for everybody everyone kind of has to find their formula that fits them because it really is a science and it's like a very personalized science it truly is Mm -hmm. um that's one I wish I would have known from the beginning, like how important the social media aspect is. Um, but I'm glad at the same time that I understood it quicker than I thought, like than I realized. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just not really good at social media. Learn to be good at social media. Like I'm telling you right now, if you want a business and you want to want to really like make this a real thing, 
learn to be good at social media. Like even if you're, you know, following like there's so many TikTok platforms and, and Instagram platforms that their whole platform is talking about marketing. They're teaching you how to market yourself. There's so many things on Pinterest where it's like, here's 30 days of things you can post on Instagram or TikTok or whatever else. Even if it's simply just you scrolling TikTok and finding what people are doing trendy and fit and fitting it into your niche, like do it, learn it because it only is there to benefit you. On the other side of that, I wish I would have known how critical the internet was in terms of how mean they are and how how you really need to learn to have a thick skin because there's yeah. always going to be someone who doesn't like what you're doing, doesn't like where you're going and gets upset no matter what you do. They just don't like you. And that's okay. Not everyone has to like everybody. Not everyone has to get along. Um, I, I, you know, I'd always hope everyone can be civil, but that's not always the case, right? So I wish I would have understood that level of how cruel people can be. People can say awful things and, and, it doesn't mean like you have to not care. It doesn't mean that you can't have feelings and be upset about it. But in reality, like for me personally, it, it sometimes rocks my world. Like there are, there are times and Jessica can, she's kind of nodding her head because she knows I've called her crying going, I just want to quit. I want to be done. I'm, I think I'm done. I think this is it. And I have a couple days where I just need to like reset and really like get out of my head and then I'm like, all right, how am I going to use this to like motivate myself to be better and do better and keep working hard? Yeah. You just really have to not let internet trolls get in your head because they're there. And some of them are just like kids who think they're being funny and they're really being mean. And other times it's people who who are just for whatever reason, you know, are struggling in their life and they're taking it out in you. Right. It happens. And the biggest tip I can give you there is remember that hurt people hurt people and that it's really more about them than it's about you and not let things that people say on the internet control how you do things. Right. You know, like feedback's great. What you can control. Yeah. Understand that, like, what your customers want, what they like about your business, you know, that stuff is important. But, like, like, just remember the haters get you views, but don't let the haters destroy what you've built. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to decide to, because especially with social media and like, you know, if you're going to build a, a TikTok presence or Instagram, yeah. whatever, we've had this conversation many times where it's like, yeah, your crochet is your brand, but you are your brand. Also. Absolutely. Your personality, how you interact with people. And so you have to make a choice when you're kind of building your brand what is the brand that you want to build there yep. are some people who are okay with being a bit more out there speaking exactly how they feel and they don't yeah. care and that's fine if that's if that's who you want to be but you also have to know that if you're going to be a little bit more I don't want to say in your face because I'm not even trying to say like being a jerk but just speaking your mind and not being um, I would say assertive and straightforward Sure. You you have to know that that is going to probably attract more people who are going to tell you right back exactly what they think. Right. Like you reap what you sow, right? So like if I'm going to be assertive, straightforward and tell you like it is, I then I need to expect that people are going to respond to me in the same way because we give people permission to speak to us the way that we speak back. 
So the language right. that we we use is the way people are going to speak to us. So and and there are times where people are just mean and the, and it doesn't matter what you do. They're right. going to be mean to you. But yeah, you're right. If if you're and it's not and that's not to say that having an assertive, straightforward personality and telling it like it is is a bad thing because it's not it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's benefits to it 100 percent. But like it does unfortunately like you'll see a lot more people have negative responses to that um and man I feel like this whole topic could be a topic in itself for Mm -hmm. for an episode of just you know the type of personalities and stuff you see in the social media world and none of them are right or wrong it's just simply like understanding the type of audience that some of that stuff can bring and is it something you can handle Right. Yeah. So like you guys, you know, I mean, (laughs) I'm a little bit more spicy with Megs because we're best friends and we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. But like on my lives, I'm not getting spicy with people. I'm not going to respond to somebody's snarky comment with snark because I, so like I am a, if you guys are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a nine, I'm a peacemaker. I am also scared of conflict to a fault. So like (laughs) she really is. You're not going to see, you're not going to see a lot of negative stuff happening on my lives simply because I will not entertain it I will not initiate it and I'm I'm just not it's just not going to happen on my account I Um, feel like I fall somewhere down in the middle yeah well because I mean it's not like you're stirring the pot to be like dramatic or anything um you're just a little bit more assertive than me and that's Mm -hmm. fine I will Um, throw hands (laughs) let me tell you I will throw hands (laughs) And there she goes. Um, no, but I think it's just important when you're starting off, like understand how that affects the type of reaction and response you're going to get from the community that you're building and, yeah. and be okay with that, you know? Yep. It, and, and there's like pros and cons to the whole thing. Cause like, I, I will say when I was learning and starting out, like I did, I, I approach things a little bit more like Jessica does and nothing wrong with it. I, I enjoy watching Jessica simply for that. Like her very peaceful, chill, like vibey whole personality is what like drew me into watching her lives and enjoying watching them. Um, I did that at first to kind of like feel things out. You know, it was like I mimicked what I saw, right? Because that's all I knew at the time. And I realized I'm a lot more of an outgoing bubbly personality than this. Like it's okay for me to be this way, but I, I don't feel like I'm being my fully genuine, authentic self. Like nothing I was doing was inauthentic. It just wasn't like fully me. Yeah. And, and it felt like it felt like I was almost being walked over and taken advantage of a little bit. Like, like I would say yes to things that I wouldn't normally say yes to. Um, and And I got myself in uncomfortable situations because of it. So then there was a day where I had to simply just say, okay, I have to be me and assertive and say no and be okay with saying no, even if someone gets upset about it. So I would say I probably deal with a little bit more of snarky comments and things. Um, I also am riding a wave in TikTok right now. So I have a lot of viewers in my lives more recently and you do and, get more of that just with numbers, yes, no matter what right. your personality is. Yes. So like as as numbers grow, trolls are going to grow. And I get a lot of them. But for me, I'm okay with 
responding snarkily a little bit and I'm not rude necessarily but like if someone says something mean to me I'm gonna call them out I'm not gonna simply just or says something mean to anybody like in my life like I'm not simply gonna just block and move on and ignore it like I'm gonna straight up be like that we don't do that here and I will go on a tangent if I need to um because I want it known up front how I run the things and you remember when it's your business and you're on a public platform, like run your show the way you want it ran. Right. Don't let everyone else run it for you. Yeah. So, you know, it'll take a little bit of time, but just kind of coming into your own voice and, and figuring out what that looks like is, is always a good thing. So. Yep. Um, I would say kind of in a similar vein, a thing that I wish I would have known is that the numbers are not always going to be consistent. I remember yeah. there was a oh, time yeah. when I first started growing that I thought this will be the norm now. Like this is great. My business is taking off and this is how it's going to stay because I've reached this point and, yep. and now I'm here. And then imagine my disappointment <laughs> and discouragement, honestly, when it starts to dip back down. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. No, we, we got to this point and now we're supposed to stay here. But Totally. Um, You think it's going to always be consistent because that's the goal, right? To always have the same consistency or keep growing, going upwards. Right. But it really just doesn't happen that way. I hate to break Mm -mm. it to you guys, but like there will be ups, there will be downs, there will be times when everything is popping off and it's amazing and it's like, enjoy those moments, but don't hang on to them as like, this is my norm now. Because there will come a time where it will dip back down and it might not be anything that you did wrong. It just is the algorithms given somebody else a turn. And um, we were talking about this the other day about the algorithm. And I always crack up like there was a video that Elise Myers did where she was talking about the algorithm. And she said, the algorithm is unknowable and it's pointless to try. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it like truly no it's really true as soon as you figure it out it changes yes and so I guess maybe you can take comfort if you're trying to grow your business on social media take comfort in knowing that it's not your fault if you haven't figured it out because nobody has and you can't (laughs) right it's just just, uh, your best when do we get lucky like I'll give you an example I've never gone viral on TikTok never gone viral on there and it's the most frustrating thing because I certainly try but it just hasn't happened So then I just took this crappy video where I did not like clean up my desk. I didn't do anything. I just stuck keychains on my keychain display. I put the golden hour song on there and I spun it. And it wasn't even like, like this smooth, crisp, like spin in slow motion or something. I just spun it and it wasn't well done at all. The video's got like 20,000 views right now. Yeah. Now I don't necessarily consider that viral, but like that's the most views I've ever gotten on a video, which is exciting. And I'm like, why? And then everyone's asking questions. Where did you get this pattern? Where did you get that pattern? How do I get this? How do I get that? Tell me how to get this. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Why is this doing this? And then on the same side, I did a video of me crocheting one of my Elliot the astronaut patterns. And I just did like some really poorly done transitions and I posted that one on Instagram and that one's got 20,000 views on there. And I'm just like, I don't understand any of this. What is going on? Yeah. Like it just, it does. And then it doesn't. And, and I feel like we do mention this a lot. Like don't get discouraged when it's not doing it. Mm-hmm. 
and celebrate it when it is. Yeah. But keep going no matter what. And and I'm okay with the fact that we talk about that a lot because I feel like we all need to hear it all the time. I need to remind myself constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then something else that kind of goes along with that too. It was so funny because I was thinking about this and then I literally heard this term on a podcast I was listening to this morning when I was out for a walk. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is putting verbiage to something that I've thought so many times. And this is so good. Um, he was talking about the difference between product goals and process goals. So a product goal is I want to hit 10,000 followers. A process goal is I'm going to post once a day with, you know, creative hashtags or whatever. So focus less on the product goals and more on the process goals. Ooh. Right? Because a product goal is something that's good to have. It's good to have a goal of I want to hit 10,000 followers or I want to have so many sales. I want to make this much money at this market. Not a bad thing, but it's not necessarily something that you can control all the variables. And so the process goals is something that you can control. And what's great about it is a process goal is helping you build habits. It's helping you build routines. And it's based on values, like whatever values you hold as a business owner or even as a person. Whereas a product goal is something that you don't have as much control over and it's a destination. It's not it's not the journey, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So think of um, your business growth in terms of process goals as often as you can rather than product goals, because yeah. it's setting yourself up for success and, and less of a disappointment if you don't hit that product goal right away. Right. And then on the other end of it, those process goals will get you to that product goal exactly yes it's because it's moving you forward it's moving you closer um but it's not as much emphasis placed on like i have to get there as soon as possible because yes truthfully and this yep. is and we've talked about this many times too is like let's say your product goal is ten thousand followers and you have a video go absolutely viral just out of the blue and and you get there and you're at ten thousand followers but if you haven't done the process of engaging with your community that's not worth as much because what right what um, how much of that audience is retained beyond one video is probably not going to be very high where if you're building yeah. the, the you're doing the process day in day out and you're going live and you're engaging with people and you're posting consistent content um, you may not get to 10,000 as fast but you're gonna have way more audience retention so it's like I just really love the way that that's put because it makes so much sense to my brain and hopefully it makes sense to you guys too yeah absolutely I think one of the other things, and man, they all kind of blend together, but I think it's really important no matter what, that I wish I would have known is that just because you see somebody else doing something specifically and it's successful and it's working and like doesn't mean that there's like a a strict formula to it because Mm -hmm. it's like when I say it's a personalized science, I truly mean like, like the things that you work for you aren't going to necessarily work for me. Like I could tell Jessica to do everything that I'm doing. And that doesn't mean that she's going to see the same response as me. Right. Um, and there's like so many niches and things within the crochet world. Right. Cause like, even, even though Jessica and I are best friends, we get along super well. We even do like the same things. Like, like she's more of that like boho aesthetic and stuff. And I'm like a lot more bold and girly and things. I still really love that whole, like the aesthetic of everything she does. I like it. I'm just not, it's just not like what I gravitate towards to immediately. Um, but it's not like, like for us to switch roles completely like she started going towards bold and and 
super girly and things, that isn't going to make her brand blow up just because right. she's using it and she sees maybe it's it's helping me have success. Like, um, not that the colors and things is is doing anything. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, it's it's amazing how little like so. There's always those questions, and I think Jessica gets them too. It's like, how do I sell on Etsy? How do I get people to buy my product? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I get so many followers? How do I go live? You know, like all they ask all these questions about how do I start a business? How do I do this? How do I do that? There's certain things you have to learn right away to start a business, like the tax law thing, right? Everyone has to do that. Um, but the majority of everything you do within a business is simply just going, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. And Mm -hmm. the what, why, and how is so different for everybody. And you could look at someone and go, I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. And it could work great. And then the next person is going to do, I'm going to do exactly what these two people are doing. And it doesn't work at all. Right. Because everyone's different. It's so different for everybody. And there are things like for me, I watch what people are doing and I go, is that something that fits with my brand and I could implement it and it would work for me and I'll test things and I'll try things and, and they, you know, don't necessarily work out for me. Like funny enough. Okay. Most people schedule out their pattern releases down to the time frame, everything. Every time I do that, I get my worst sales. <laughs> that's funny. You and it doesn't make any sense, right? Because like that's what the majority of the people do. Um, you know, then people know when it's coming, they know when to expect it. But my my following loves the anticipation of not knowing. They just I mean, I mean, they still purchase and they still support me and I still have those loyal followers, but for whatever reason it's like an adrenaline rush or something. I can't explain it 100%. Like, I don't know. I truly don't know. But what works for me is leaving them like on a cliff waiting, waiting for me to basically shove them off. Like and they a lot that. of the times <laughs> I'll have something listed and people are begging me to list it and begging me to list it. And it's been listed for 10 minutes and they don't even know. Like, and that, <laughs> that seems to work better for my brand than scheduling everything out and promoting a a specific time and day and and I'm still like testing it like I just obviously I just said oh my ducks releasing on September 1st but I didn't give you a time Mm -hmm. and I won't have a time because I have not decided what the time is because I'm going to leave it on a cliffhanger again because that's just kind of where things have gone like it's like people find joy in peer pressuring me for some reason (laughs) (laughs) And I really love that you've just leaned into that. <laughs> I just, I'm like, this is what it is. This is, this is what they enjoy. They enjoy, um, cart robbing me and they enjoy peer pressuring me into giving them things. So that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's like, I can't stress that enough. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with asking questions of other businesses and, and, you know, trying to go, what are they doing and why is it working? But understanding that just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you is so vital. Right. There's nothing wrong with learning, but it's not going to be like a copy paste situation. You can really take what you can from the situation and then, you know, apply what, what works. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think we have talked for a while and I think we've covered a lot of good stuff and I think we should stop because we could probably keep going, but maybe we save it for another episode where we dive more into this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So um, that would be our, our second ad break then. Yep. Um, so I will read the two Apple reviews. Okay. Uh, or should I just read one? I mean, they're both pretty short, so I was going to read both. But... You can read both. I think it's okay. fine. Um, and then did we ever land on a shut up and take my money? Um, were we going to do that journal? I don't think we were super set on it, but I did add that little small business journal just in case to the to the um, storefront. Okay. I think, yeah, let's do it. And you can talk about it since you found it and you've looked at it. Um and we'll just tell people, hey, full disclosure, this isn't something we've used, but it seems like something that we would have gotten found valuable value, value mm-hmm. out of when we were first starting. So, yes. Okay. All right, cool. Once again, we asked AI to write us an advertisement. This time we let the AI even create its own product. Here is what it created. Introducing the Stitch Whisperer, your crochet mastery mentor. Tired of unraveling stitches and unruly tension ruining your crochet projects? Say hello to the Stitch Whisperer, your trusted guide to flawless stitching and perfect tension every time. Imagine never having to frog another row or battle uneven stitches. With the Stitch Whisperer, you'll create impeccable textures effortlessly. This tool gently corrects your tension and guides your stitches, making each project a masterpiece. Crafted for all skill levels, from beginner believer to advanced artisan, the Stitch Whisperer guarantees frustration-free stitching. Bid farewell to imperfections and embrace the joy of crochet with unwavering confidence. Hear it from our crochet companions, Maya, the yarn enthusiast, exclaims, The Stitch Whisperer elevated my skills. Evan, the crochet connoisseur, adds, It's like having a personal stitch guru. Embark on a journey of seamless stitches and impeccable tension with the Stitch Whisperer. Elevate your crochet prowess, bring home the Stitch Whisperer today. Note, the Stitch Whisperer is a fictional product for entertainment, not real. This ad is intended for a crochet podcast and isn't representative of any real product or company. All right, everyone, before we end the podcast, of course, we've got to do shut up and take my money. But I wanted to read a couple of reviews on Apple podcasts. Um, I love we love hearing from you guys. We love hearing what you're thinking. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to read these couple of reviews because I thought they were awesome. Um, Duckster87 said, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I love that name. I know. Uh, amazing dynamic and energy. Meg and Jess are so fun to listen to. As an avid crocheter, there is a lot of value in what they share, too. Super fun. So thank you, Duckster87, for that review. Aww. That is so sweet. Um, and then we also have a review from Somersault ACNH. They said, such a joy to listen to. I love listening to the podcast while I crochet and knit. Thank you for sharing and posting. So first of all, I love that we have somebody who is uh, knitting and listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Obviously, we are not knitters. We don't talk about knitting. Um, They said crochet and knit. Yeah, it naturally gets brought up occasionally. But I'm curious, and and maybe you can answer this question at some point. You can email us. Um, Do you find value in some of the advice that we give for knitting? Like some of the bit, some of the business advice and stuff. Like, does it transfer over to knitting yeah. as well? Yeah, I'm so. I mean, I would think it would because some of it's kind of general. But um, I'm yeah. so curious how if if there's benefits to a knitter. Not that we're trying to market to knitters necessarily, because we're just not. We just don't know it. But that that's just you know 
it piqued my curiosity. Yeah. So if you guys want to leave us a review, obviously Spotify doesn't have an option for you to leave a written review, which mm-hmm. is why we're so excited that we finally were able to get through to Apple Podcasts because Apple you can Podcasts. leave a written review. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or if you aren't and you want to be able to leave us a written review, um, you can hop over to Apple Podcasts to do that. Or you can always email us too. We love getting emails from you guys. Um, so thank you for rating, reviewing, uh, following, doing all of the things that help us to, to grow because you guys have been, and we really, really appreciate everything that you do to help us, um, mm-hmm. reach more people. You guys don't see the numbers, but we do. And we see the growth, um, just in, in you guys listening in leaving those five-star reviews, leaving the comments, um, they mean the world to us. Like not only just because we see the growth from our analytics, but also it motivates us to want to keep going. Absolutely. Cause as of right now, like, like we, this is a hobby for us and, um, and we enjoy it and we love it, but sometimes it's also a chore and it gets a little <laughs> hard to do. And that's just being fully transparent. Um, cause we are both full-time business owners and we have families and life gets crazy, but we love this and you guys expressing enjoyment and things out of it and, and what it does for you really just I know for me is a huge motivation to yeah. keep going and realizing like, like this okay, is this worth is, it yeah that's literally what I was gonna say it makes it feel like this is worth it when you hear that people are really enjoying it and getting a lot of value out of it so yeah thank so, you everyone that's just a huge thank you to you guys for being loyal and and awesome supporters and we really enjoy the emails even if we don't always respond to them um we read every single one and we talk about them and and uh we even had, I just got to shout her out. This was a little while ago and I loved it, but someone sent us a wedding invitation. You remember that? Yeah. And, and I like, I'm, it's in my office somewhere and I just need to organize so bad, but I geeked out. I was like, are we at the level people send us invitations to their baby's baptism? Like, <laughs> like, oh gosh. I geeked out and, and I'm sure maybe she's she listens to all the episodes and sees it. But like that was super cool. Like send me the Christmas cards, se- send us the you know, the whatever's. Like I love it. I love it so much. We absolutely just like eat that stuff up. At least yeah. I do. It gives me that watermelon noggin. <laughs> Megs gets something in the mail and goes, "I'm famous." <laughs> it's my favorite thing that was the absolute best I feel like like in my head I go oh my gosh we need to get like like little postcards that we can like sign and send back to people and then I was like no we're not celebrities calm down (laughs) like (laughs) calm down Meg but it is we should order one of those custom stamps of our signature because we're going to just be filling out so many we're not so many postcards from all the mail we get no we'll just look like we sign them she she actually kind of did it right like we don't have a formal crochet based um p.o box however we do utilize my personal p.o box Mm -hmm. so if there is ever something you want to physically mail a letter or you know whatever else like the great granathon um, granny squares you can always send that to my p.o box which is linked in my link tree and i think we a- are adding it to the show notes pretty regularly now for the great granathon correct the p.o box yeah yeah it's in there 
Yeah. Okay. So you guys can, you know, if you want to send things there, you absolutely can for the crochet base. Um, sometimes it's good to give us a little heads up if it's something that has a little bit more pressing material in it because uh, I don't check it regularly. I forget about it sometimes. <laughs> so Not Meg's being like, I have a P.O. box. I'm fancy. Checks it once a year. <laughs> I, at most, check it once a week, which is not like that little, but I forget a lot. So someone will be like, did you get this? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Got what? It's, uh, it's, it's just out of sight, out of mind for me. And that really is my life. Yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, shut up and take my money, Megs. Done. Um, so Starting this off from the bat, I have not used this. Jess has not used this. It was something I found that I felt would be really beneficial um, for someone starting out. Or even now. I feel like I would use it even now. I found this little small business journal that just had a lot of different tools in it to keep track. I mean, it's kind of like a book version of QuickBooks, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we just talked about this, so I feel like even QuickBooks can be part of our shut up and take my money, too. Like, if you are more of a paper person, like, write it down instead of a digital person, this little small business journal is perfect. Um, it it just had – there was so many – I mean, I was, like, listing everything off in it to just last night, and I can't name it off the top of my head. But there were so many different things in there that were so beneficial, and I feel like it was to- – even without owning it myself was totally worth adding to Shut Up and Take My Money. So I went and added that. It's like $10, really affordable. Um, and then, you know, Jess went through QuickBooks, and I – like, she's she's piqued my interest. I feel like I really do need to get more organized, too, with the tax side of things and the business paper side of things. And QuickBooks is probably the way for me to go, too. So yeah, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say QuickBooks in this, in this little uh, journal thing, like, that's that's shut up and take my money for sure because yeah. they are only there to simplify the formalities of running a small business and I think it's nice to have both too because some people prefer having a digital option where they can have it on their phone their laptop their computer whatever and it's it's easier for them that way and some people really prefer having paper they like to write Mm -hmm. things down and that's like how their brain works so it's nice because we have options for you either way whatever your preference for sure yeah so that is going to wrap up episode 29 of the crochet base thank you guys so much for listening thank you for sharing and doing all of the things we hope that you have a great rest of your day and make sure you crochet drink coffee and be kind okay bye Crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet. While we talk about crochet, you can crochet too. Yeah.